And I'm muted. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Show. Uh, this is JC filling in while Chris Ann is, you know, tackling all that legal lawyery stuff, fighting the good fight. I promise I will stay socially distanced from every one of you throughout the show today. So this will be virus-free broadcasting. And I don't plan to talk much about the V word, the C word, whatever, virus today. Um, so we'll just see what's going on. I wanted to fill in for a little bit, say hi to you guys. And uh, yeah, isn't this awesome shirt? Oh, it's one of my favorite shirts. I love this. I don't even know where I found this thing, but one of my favorites. I wish I could make make a version myself. I'm afraid somebody would sue me for copyright. I don't know, Sesame, what is this guy? Sesame Street, right? Does that even exist anymore? So my shirt is Cookie Monster, and he's all, you know, he's all blowed up. Bodybuilder body, Cookie Monster. That's what cookies do to you. Cookies make you big and blue. Um, yeah, I think that's a Sesame Street guy, Cookie Monster. Cookie but, you know, Sesame Street kind of went off the rails. It got so lefty. It's crazy. At least that's what I heard. I started seeing that after a little while. So long ago, though. But now it's like lefty indoctrination, Gaia and Marxism. And it's crazy. It's crazy. Like even good stuff. They just they just kill the stuff. I loved Oscar the Grouch. Because, like, I love being grumpy. I like being grumpy sometimes. That's fun. And just Oscar just talked smack like he didn't take any he didn't take any garbage, no pun intended. And he'd just be like, eh, don't mess with me, dude. You know, so I love uh, I love uh, Oscar's attitude. He had the best attitude. But anyway, so I, I need an Oscar to grouch shirt. Um, Yeah, speaking of Cookie Monster. So the rumors, did you guys catch these rumors of Kim Jong, what is his name? Kim Jong-un, is he the un? I always get those guys mixed up. You know, because the, the last name is the first name, first name, last name, whatever. So Kim is like the last name. So all of these rulers have been have been Kim. And then you got to keep up with what, what follows Kim. Kim, Kim Il-sung. Kim Jong-un, that kind of thing. Kim Il-sung was his dad. So Kim Jong-un, that guy, a cookie monster made me think of this, right? Because so the rumors were spreading and uh, it was, and you didn't, you know, people don't know whether it's legit or not, but the rumors were spreading that he's, you know, he had surgery, he's gravely ill, he's dying, he's dead. All these rumors came out. CNN and all the lefty fake news started saying uh, Kim is dead. And then apparently South Korea is like, I, uh, no, we don't see anything. It's business as usual. Everything's running normally. Um, and then they started noticing that the state-run media was just regurgitating 
old stuff that he said, like there's been nothing new and he's quiet. But, you know, I mean, it's quarantine virus, whatever. Maybe the guy's, you know, locked in his crib with um, a 50-gallon drum of marshmallow cream and Oreos. I mean, look at this guy. I don't, it's hard to see how he's alive now. I mean, if any of you guys are fat watching the show, I'm not trying to be mean to fat people, but look at this dude. I mean, he looks like, you know what? I mean, he looks like a walking, uh, one of those balloon, like parade, the New York Christmas parade balloons. That's what he looks like. He's so bloated. Look at this face. His face looks like you could pop it with a pin. And his chubby little sausage fingers. Look at this thing. He's got fat rolls on his thumb. The guy's got fat rolls. Look at this. He's got a fat roll on his thumb. So who who would who would even be surprised that he keeled over? You could. I mean, you could. I bet. I don't know if. Like family members probably don't hug the dude anyway. He he has them killed and executed stuff like that. But if his mom were alive and give this guy a hug, she would have to go wash her clothes, like rinse the lard out of her clothes. You probably squeeze lard out of this guy. So who's look at his fat rolls in his forehead? Like the the whole face is so blowed up like a frog. The guy is huge. They say he's like, I don't know, five something, five short. Put it that way. He's five short. And, oh, here we go. Five, uh, five, seven. So not hugely short. Just slightly, not average, slightly below average. He's not a tall guy, though. Okay. So five, seven, but they say he weighs 300 pounds. So he's, he's, he's pretty rotund guy. And, Heavy smoker, uh, heavy eater. So anyway, they're saying maybe he's dead. People don't know. And then if he's dead, some were was saying if he's dead, then it could be like a big humanitarian crisis because people would just start fleeing North Korea and pouring over the border. Right, ding dong, the witch is dead, and then they're all they're all just flooding South Korea. Um. So yeah, Ro- he's one Rogan tall. Is Joe Rogan five seven? Is Joe Rogan that short? Really? He's a little dude. Rogan's not fat though, but he's pretty. This anyway, Kim's pretty, pretty chunky. Thank you. What, what, what does that even say? Ilba Hooker one. I don't know if I pronounced that right. I've never. Is that a real name? Is that a real first name? I've never seen that before. That's incredibly unique if that's your given name. Am I saying that right? Ilba, thank you for your super chat. Registered to the classes to learn from Chris Ann. Keep up the great job. Chris Ann did uh, a couple, has done a couple of presentations now at the Liberty Institute. And I think there's more to go. But uh, check out Liberty Institute. Sign up for that. They've been They've been great. So the guy that I guess the founder of Liberty Institute, you know, we know we know the lady who was hosting back from way back. 
And uh, I guess the founder was like, and she's like, I got to get my girl Chris Ann on here. And the founder was, you know, what are you teaching the Constitution? What is that? That sounds boring. Uh, you know, but, you know, whatever. Go ahead. And and then he saw it. And man was just blown away. He said, oh, man, this is anything but boring. This is amazing. I can't believe how much I learned. And of course, that's always that's what happens with with uh, when Chris Ann teaches the Leadership Institute. What I say? Liberty Institute, Leadership Institute. And, um, you know, so that always happens. People are blown away that it's not boring like this is history and it's not boring and and then of course you know jam packed with information it, it, for so for so many for so many uh you know years we run into people and you say constitution teaching the constitution whatever and everybody thinks they know everything oh i took that i took that course from hillsdale and uh i'm a i'm a con, i'm i'm a i'm a supreme court justice now you know um, so everyone's always blown away with what they learn. I never forget we were in Texas and, a, uh, I think a justice from the Supreme court of Texas was there and went through one, I don't know how long or which course or whatever, but I think he, he went through at least an, I know he went through an hour, uh, and may have, may have sat through one of the longer seminars, but, um, so this is Supreme Court Justice of Texas, and he go, he and he says, "I learned more from you in an hour than I learned in my entire uh, educational career. So law school, college, whatever. So it's just astounding how much how much information, how informative uh, it is every time she teaches, and people are people are absolutely blown away. So check that out, Leadership Institute. It's like you know, free class. It's not, I don't think she's teaching, you know, all of what we have on Liberty First University, just kind of a, a taste of it. But, you know, the stuff that, that she's broadcasting there that you can sign up for at the Leadership Institute, that's the, that's the kind of stuff we have on Liberty First University. And, um, so that's the excellent, that's the excellent education that you're dealing with there yeah okay so the justice guy the the texas judge was in the full six-hour seminar that chris ann used to do regularly every every saturday um yes it was incredible we have that on a three dvd set um back in the warehouse now a lot of that is on on lfu which will be restructuring working heading toward restructuring of course we were we were just getting started with the restructuring of lfu and then the the zombie apocalypse hits has been kind of delayed but it's going to be even better when we get through that it's going to be amazing um so yeah right dr sean that that's right <laughs> this is you always get uh, this old this this old document written by uh racist white guys you know, who who even needs to know that? And of course, it's funny. Then once Trump uh, came into office and and even so many of the liberals and lefties all of a sudden were interested in the Constitution. <laughs> They're like, how much of a tyrant is this guy? What what can he do? What what can he do? And all of a sudden they want to know about the Constitution. They didn't care how much Mr. Obama was shredding the Constitution or if 
Clinton or whoever else. And then it, and then it works the opposite way, you know. So uh, the 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 whatever you want to call it, the the uh, modern I don't know neo Tea Party movement that launched off under President Obama. All the all the conservatives, so called, were you know, we're interested all this constitution thing, constitution, rah, rah, how does this work? Let's learn some of this thing. And, uh, but then once the Republican gets back in constitution, what's that? I've never heard of that thing. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll get that later when there's a, when there's a Democrat back in office, we'll check back with this constitution thing. And of course, as you, as you well know, the people who listen to this audience, that's, those are the times when probably your constitution is under the fiercest attack, you know, is when it's your guy, or a guy you like and you're not paying attention and you know, everybody's letting him get away with murder. I, I mean, our our Constitution was was probably – actually, I think there's no probably about it. Our Constitution was attacked more under President George W. Bush, you know, probably than anybody in the history uh, of of the republic. You know, Obama could have, could have not done a third of what he did uh, had – excuse me, President Cheney not laid the foundation. I always slip up and say President Bush. Just a slip of the tongue. Um, but President Bush, uh, right, is is a is a misnomer. Like that's that's like that's a unicorn. It's not real. President Cheney is what I meant to say. And uh but under Bush the sock puppet, man, our constitution was was really under under assault so but uh but yeah good stuff so check that out and uh you know lay lays a real good uh good foundation so appreciate you guys being here today and thanks for tuning in so yeah north korea no idea what's going on in there the guys they're still trying to figure out going to be watching is, is Kim dead? Is Kim not dead? So I'm not talking about a virus today. So I don't know. Maybe I won't be here long. Maybe you guys are not interested in anything other than a virus. I don't know, but I'm actually not interested in it today. I, in fact, I'll, I'll tell you what, let me, I'll share one story that's mildly related to, yeah, Lincoln was yeah, that's that's uh Lincoln's pretty pretty bad. I guess I should say in modern presidents. So probably the biggest assault of modern presidents would be President Cheney. And then like we'll draw we'll make that we'll draw a line and we'll leave Lincoln in the other era cuz it's kind of hard. It's like a toss up with those guys. Oh, Lincoln, Lincoln probably wins the day. Um but I think Lincoln was more overt, like it was more out in the open. That's probably the the biggest difference. You know, Lincoln actually shutting down newspapers, jailing newspaper printers, you know, uh, things like that. Very, very overt. Uh, Cheney was more sophisticated under the Bush administration. And so they were. They were probably more subtle. Is probably the biggest distinction between the two, uh, and, and and that's kind of the modern. That's where we are because you you could sort of say the same thing. People look at 
you know, when you talk about Marxism, communism, so you point to the Soviet Union, oh, we're not the Soviet Union, That's we don't have communism, that kind of thing. Well, the difference is we have a much more subtle communism. You know, they, as time goes on, the tyrants learn uh, better how to, how to implement these things. So I would say we have a more sophisticated Marxism today. So then people don't, you know, people don't notice it as much. And, and of course, now we're, you know, what, 18, 19, we're at least 150 years or more uh, along with established uh, brainwashing through the public university. So, I mean, so we've raised, we've raised a whole generation that either outright embraces uh, Marxism or they've been dumbed down so much that that they that they don't even you know they don't even recognize it. Which I think that's a majority of where the American people are. I'll get back to Cheney, but a majority of where the where American where the majority of the American people are. I think um, when this primary started, so I said I said on this show, I felt like it was going to be. I said I felt like. A majority of the American people do not um, embrace Marxist ideology. Okay, I still believe that. I'll stay with me and I'll explain what I'm saying. So, and I said that's. I don't believe that's a majority of the people. And I thought I said um, that looking at the Democrat primary, this will be the test. Like how how strong a hold does the the establishment Democrats have and how far has the uh, purely open Marxists, where are they? The AOCs, the Bernie Sanders, all that. And clearly, I believe I was correct. And Bernie Sanders and those guys were re- rejected pretty, pretty strong. Well, they were rejected. Let's just put it that way. They still don't. They're still not really in the ascendancy. Here's the deal. And here's the problem. Majority of the American people, you know, when they express what they believe, when they articulate what they believe, it doesn't. I don't think a majority of the American people, their their beliefs line up with Marxist ideology. The problem is they don't vote their principles and they don't understand what's coming at them. So the the packaging is so good. The Marxism is so, so good that what the people hear right their packaging is free stuff. People hear free stuff. They don't understand the damaging consequences that go along with this free stuff offer. And so I don't think they they don't recognize it as Marxism. What they're swallowing, they don't recognize as Marxism. Because when you ask a majority of the American people, if, if you articulate Marxist philosophy, they they're you know, they're pretty much. No, I don't. I don't believe in that. But people are so ignorant and so unaware. And, and, the, and these guys are so slick in using leveraging the ignorance of the American people against them that we swallow Marxism. And here's the other thing. Even though the majority of American people are not Marxist in their beliefs, the the minority Marxists control major levers in the political system and in society. So the people at CNN, MSNBC, all these folks, they, they're 
perspective does not represent a majority of the American people, but yet they control practically all of uh, all of the uh, you know information flow. So the Marxists rule over the people. So they position themselves uh, into critical areas within American society, even though they're not the majority. I don't think people on ES, MSNBC, they don't represent the majority of America, but yet all of those networks are controlled by people like that. All those idiots sitting in the press court, they're people like that. They don't represent the majority of American people, but yet they've seized control. So it's a problem. Yeah, it's not the majority of America, but unfortunately we're ruled over by this minority uh, subversive radicals, you know, so it's a big problem, the ignorance and and just detachment and stuff we fight against. I mean, that's what we try to educate people on, wake people up to. Uh, so, you know, there you go. That's my that's my take on that. Now. OK, so I'll almost share this one little thing. With you, not directly virus not about the virus so much, but remotely, you know, maybe a degree away, because I'm not talking about that thing. But this is crazy. This just, I just had, I just shook my head at this, because this has been the whole, this has been thing the whole time, you know, come on. Um, look, look, at the, look at this study. Elderly Trump voters dying of the thing could cost him in November. So these guys, is this, these, these academics, uh, and they what did it said? A uh, little noticed public administration journal. So in other words, this you know nobody journal publishes this story that old people are the ones dying, and so therefore this helps Democrats and hurts Republicans. Now you do understand that one of the uh, one of the techniques or uh, how shall we say it one of the techniques that they use to drive their like they report to drive the narrative they report with purpose so they craft this thing to make people you know react in a certain way to drive opinion and narrative it's not not necessarily factual but it's funny they're sitting around hoping that and and when you look at the article it's like more more old republicans will die than old democrats how how do you even how do you project that thing so now the thing i said i'm not talking about is is partisan <laughs> right we we have the uh the curfews we have to have the curfews for this thing because it's not nocturnal or it's nocturnal i don't know so you have to stay at home at night. You can't go out at night. You're more susceptible at night. <laughs> and now you're more susceptible if you're an old Republican. So here's the thing. Instead of a mask, instead of the test, you need to rush out and change your party affiliation to Democrat so you'll be less likely to die if you're over 65. <laughs> oh, man. These guys and people eat this stuff up. People read these articles like, oh, did you hear 
This stuff's going to hurt Trump because more old Republicans are dying than old Democrats. <laughs> what? How do you come up with that? Oh, it's crazy. Anyway, so that's all the virus I'm talking about. So did you catch this? Trump. I don't you want a cool shirt like this? I want to make a shirt like this. The only one I've ever seen. I said I want to like I want to duplicate it, but that would be. I guess that would be kind of fraudulent, like taking somebody's artwork. I don't know where you get one. <sighs> I wish I could make one. But I'm afraid I'd be sued by Sesame Street. That's that's the problem with that. But did you get this, Trump? I don't know if you heard this one. So uh, Trump's at Iran again. Trump, Trump tweets order to destroy Iranian boats. Pentagon calls it a warning. Uh, President, this is an interesting tweet. I should have, okay, here's the actual tweet. I have instructed the United States Navy to shoot down and destroy any and all Iranian gunboats if they harass our ships at sea. So, you know, apparently there was a video of, of these boats, you know, speeding around in the vicinity of, um, of some ships in, in the, in the Gulf there. And yeah, I guess the Navy didn't like it. it, it I, I was in the Navy and we rode sailboats and all that. I mean, it didn't look, it didn't look like a big deal to me other, other than the 50 cal they had mounted on the front or whatever it was, some machine gun mounted on the front of this little speedboat, which, which was nothing. The guy looked like, come on, give me a break. It didn't look threatening at all, but nevertheless, Trump says we're going to shoot down, he tells the Navy, shoot down any boat. Now, again, I was in the Navy, and we we rode sailboats to Haiti and, uh, you know, taking humanitarian aid. I don't I don't know what exactly that means, shoot down a boat, uh, unless Iran has flying boats. So I, I may, it's just, I don't, it's a lingo thing. Uh, shoot down a boat. Do you shoot down a boat? Like, you shoot down aircraft, you shoot down drones, you shoot down... You know, you shoot down planes. Do you shoot down boats? I don't think you shoot down boats. Unless they have flying boats. So maybe Iran has flying boats. Maybe they know something we don't know. The pictures I saw were not flying boats. They were just, they look like, they actually look like um, some of the boats I see as we're driving here in Florida. You will see them like old boats in somebody's yard on blocks. Like, I, I guess... I guess boats can get repoed because I grew up in kind of a poor part of, of North Florida and you would see, you know, you'd see cars on blocks and they look like fairly, and I, maybe some of you guys are not familiar with this. I know we have a lot of California Patriots that watch and, you know, there's a lot of money out there and it's the beautiful land. You know, I don't know if you've ever been around this, but in the poor neighborhood where I grew up, you would see Otherwise, good-looking cars up on blocks. What do I mean up on blocks? So all the tires are removed, and the car is jacked up sitting on concrete blocks. And that was because the person who, uh, the person at that house where the car was, actually, a lot of times you put it in, they would send it to somebody else's house, like uh, their cousin Bubba, you know, would have a spot out in his yard, and you put your and you can put your car up on blocks in Bubba's yard. 
but the point is the person stopped paying their loan and they put it up on blocks so that it couldn't get repossessed. So you see, you also see boats in Florida. I've seen boats on, on blocks. Now, usually these boats, they don't look good. They, they look real beat up and dingy. Well, that's what these Iranian revolutionary guard, uh, gunboats look like. So it was, was like this. It looked like some kind of motorboat that they dragged out of Bubba's uh, cow pasture and then, you know, took, I don't know, a two by four or four by four and mounted, you know, Bubba's shotgun on the front. That's what these things look like when I saw the video of them passing in front of the uh, in front of the Navy vessel. And uh, so that's that's what Trump said. Shoot them down. Maybe they were jumping the waves. So like when they jump the waves and when they're airborne, then you shoot them down. So Trump says shoot the shoot the boats down. Then, of course, this is funny. Obviously, uh, Iran didn't like that. Nobody nobody likes to be called out, you know. Trump's calling out their manhood, challenging their manhood. And so Iran's military tr- chief, right, the new one who's not the dead one, says its forces will destroy U.S. warships if threatened in the Persian Gulf. I don't know if they're going to use the Bubba boat to do that or what. But, you know, one threat leads to another. Salami, apparently this guy's named Salami as well. Apparently Salami is, I don't know if it's a popular dish in Iran, but it is apparently a popular name in Iran. So this guy's Salami. They replaced one Salami with another. So Salami uh, 2.0 says, don't threaten me, bro. I'll blow your ships up. So... That's what's going on with Iran. I kind of I kind of keep up with Iran. Oh man, I need to show you this. You guys need to see this. Uh speaking of Iran, I don't uh I don't know if you saw this. I don't know if you heard this amazing news. I posted it on my Instagram. So, if you're on Instagram uh and you follow me at JC Hall Global, JC Hall Global. I actually shared this. Let me see. Let me see if I can share this and and you guys can see it. But Iran has uh has come up with a cure for the coronavirus. One of the one of the imams uh came up with a cure for coronavirus. Here it is. Okay, I don't think well, you don't need to see it. Can you read the just just read the uh, what's going on there. there. The cure is here, he says. The best cures on lung disease and a- asthma is here. Look at the camel. And even Corona that has totally messed up the world, he says, standing by his camel. Someone told Imam somebody in Hadith, I can't breathe. And I have to sit due to shortness of breath. Imam said, use the camel urine and you will be cured. 
He said he did so. So my, my, my man has poured me some urine. So then here he is grabbing a cup of camel pee. And here we go. Drink it up. Oh, he looks thrilled about that. So there you go. Iran has the cure. And I'll put a link in the notes if you want to sign up uh, for that cure. And we'll get you some of that mailed out right away. Mailed out right away. $99. We'll just do flat $99 free shipping and handling. And we'll we'll get you the uh, Iranian everything cure. I mean, he's this cures asthma, he says, um, any kind of breathing problems. Now, if you have your own camel, it's a good market. If, you, if you're entrepreneurial and you have your own camel, boom, there you go. I wouldn't let Uncle Sam know. You know, I mean, the government tries to shut down kids with lemonade stands. Um, so a pea stand, I, I don't know that could be a problem so i kind of keep that on the down low if i were you like we're not scared so you want to go ahead and you can cash at me a hundred dollar bill and i will get you the iranian cure so whenever you're ready sign up for that you go for it yeah camels that pass through the eye of a needle that was that camel so there you go, Iran. I keep up with Iran. I was just a little bit, a little bit out of Iran, and uh, so, and and that's why you know that's why they're driving their uh, Bubba boats, and man, they are not afraid of the U.S. Navy because they have the magic camel pee, and they are ready to rock. Uh, let me um. Let's see. I had I had some. Oh, this is crazy. How about this? No, no, we're not. We're not going to give you fake. We're not going to put apple juice. In the cup. It's going to be legit. So you're getting the real deal. We don't believe in fake cures. So it's 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 pee or nothing. Pee or nothing. No apple juice. No fake apple juice. And. uh yeah, you could probably flavor it, you know, put a little squeeze of lime, a lemon, something like that. A little dash of, I don't know what, but there you go. Thank you, Becca, for the super chat. Oh, man, JC, you killed me friggin' hilarious. I didn't do it. That's the Iranians. It's all them. Um, And check this out. This is this is a trip. You know, the lefties are always trying to uh, trying to. Uh, <laughs> trying to push the, the 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 climate change narrative, they're always looking for an angle, like to work in the climate change story, and and tell you how bad everything is, and it's all because of climate change. So you know we got to do that. So tell me what you guys think about this one. This this just made me scratch my head and. I know maybe maybe you read you read stuff like I do, you know, so when you see I, I don't think people read um critically. 
So we see, oh, more Republicans are old people are going to die than than Republican Democrats. And nobody stops to think, wait a minute, how, why, how is that possible? So there's another one of those things. And the lefties, you know, always have this climate change uh, angle. So this is uh, this is on uh, some site called Newser um, that I saw, and says scientists know why this volcano. I don't even know how to say that. But this Hawaiian volcano got triggered. I don't know if this is the one that was that was erupting all over the island. You remember the Hawaiian eruptions and the lava just running crazy on the island, and people were, you know, people were saying, "Oh, it's the end of Hawaii," and that sort of thing. But so check this out. What do you what do you think about this? Because of extreme rainfall, right? So they're saying the eruptions. This another one of these. Um, not widely published journals <laughs> says, and then and then it got to nature. So somebody somebody did one of these studies, and by the way, I got a whole. I have a whole. There's a whole story. There's a whole background to how these these uh, scientific studies, quote unquote, end up in these journals. So you have to take this stuff with a grain of salt. But this nature is supposed to be pretty, um, pretty uh, you know prestigious. So the research says that the volcano was triggered because of heavy rain, right? And the whole tie is global warming because the climate change, they don't call it global warming anywhere because they can't find the warming. So you just have to use the generic term climate change. You don't know whether it's, whether it's getting hotter, getting colder, what exactly is happening, but it's changing. We don't know what it's doing, but it's changing. We can't find the heat that we reported on for, you know, five years, six, seven, eight years running. Um, so let's change the terms. And I don't know, you pick, is it getting cold? hot. uh, What is it? But they say the one thing we know, stuff is melting and more precipitation is in the atmosphere. So it means more rain. So we're going to get a lot of rain. And since rain triggers volcanoes, then volcanoes are going to erupt because of climate change. So that's one more thing to throw on the pile, right? Because we're all, and, and, and now think this through. Okay. Because if you really, if you think it through and you follow their reporting, this let's 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 just take their okay. We'll take your word for it. Rain caught triggers volcano eruptions. This is gr- this is actually great news. This is wonderful news. This is wonderful news. If climate change, more rain, rain triggers volcanoes. That's great because another problem with climate change. Uh, formerly known as global warming, the climate change formerly known as global warming, is that the seas are going to rise. We're reducing land mass, right? Because it's going to be covered in water. Guess what? Volcanoes create land mass. So this is this is the balance. Right? They just found the cure. And I mean, doesn't nature work this way? Homeostasis? Weren't that? I mean, that's a principle in science they used to teach homeostasis, right? That uh, an environment seeks balance. I forgot this stuff doesn't involve science, but anyway, climate change formerly known as global warming is going to make the oceans rise less landmass, but volcanoes are erupting at the same time, creating more land. So the lava goes, it hits the water, it cools, boom, you got your land back. No problem. But here's the thing. This is how the thing worked, which is crazy. They're saying we've never heard of this. This has never happened before. It sounds loony. It sounds unbelievable, but this is the theory. 
it rained, and rain made its way two miles below the earth and caused the volcano to erupt. <laughs> it rained so much, and the rain went two miles beneath the earth, and that caused an increase in the volcanic pressure which caused the volcano to erupt. So I don't know. What do you guys think about that? <laughs> Come on. You're, you're kidding, right? Surely they're not serious. Rain drops. Rain, rain runoff made its way <laughs> two miles under the earth and caused a volcano to erupt. <sighs> Lord have mercy. 129 inches. Oh my gosh. 129 inches. What is 129 inches? Six six feet of rain. Is that what that is? What is what is 120? No, six feet is like 72 inches. So 120. That was that 10 feet of rain? That's like 10 feet. And that went two, two that went two miles into the earth. I can't like we we rent property now in Tampa. I'm trying to grow I'm trying to just get grassy to grow in the backyard. And I don't know I don't know if you guys have seen this phenomenon. I like gardening and growing stuff. Uh I'm trying to grow grassy. I turn on a sprinkler, man. Then they could run for an hour and it's just, you know, water, water, water piling up. I walk out there when it's done. I rub my finger across the top of the dirt. There's like one one millionth of an a millimeter of a layer of moisture. And then when I rub my finger across it, uh, that one one millionth below that is bone dry. I, I can't even get water to penetrate one one millionth of a milliliter in the Florida sand. How do you get rain to go two miles into the ground and cause? What is it like? The volcano doesn't like being wet. Ah, I told you guys, stop putting water on it. You know, you made the volcano gods angry they don't like to be wet i don't know i don't even get it i'm not a scientist so clearly i'm an idiot i don't even you know i don't know how to make sense out of this people obviously smarter than us have figured out that water drops penetrating two miles under the earth cause volcanoes to erupt but i i think if that's part of that's going to be part of climate change i think that's so that's good news there's some positive news in climate change positive news so while the land is being flooded and uh, done away with then volcanoes will create more and i understand i think the volcanic ash and that sort of thing is is very um like you don't want it in the air blocking out the sun uh but i've heard it's very fertile pretty fertile so that's another that's another good good piece of news Okay. Anyway, all right. It's, I'm. I'm. This dude. This dude's silly. Am I silly? I guess I'm silly. I told you I'm not talking about the virus, man. We're all locked up. 
I figured you guys needed something less serious and death and doom and gloom. So we're just kind of walking through what's going on. Now, here's here's the thing that was that's kind of cool. Um, Ford unveils. You could tune out at any time. I'm not talking about the virus. I'll be done here shortly. <laughs> Ford unveils an electric Mustang Jet 1400 that they say will crush the quarter mile in under eight seconds. That's not super fast, but the, well, I mean, it's fast, but you know, a lot of these other, the big high performance do it, you know, six seconds, four seconds, whatever. But the point is, or maybe it's a mile. It is pretty fast though. Quarter mile under eight seconds. The whole point is the thing is electric. So they're trying to, you know, demonstrate uh, that these, this electric technology can be, can be high performance. This is a one-off thing. So it's not going into, you know, commercial production. You're not going to be able to buy one at the moment, not yet. But they're demonstrating the technology, and I thought that was pretty cool. Pretty good looking, pretty good looking car. Which Mustangs look tough anyway? Most of them. Remember those old '80s, old '80s Mustangs? I had a buddy. He loved those things, man. That's when they were not tough. But anyway, that one looks pretty tough. And I feel like it's it's almost like the fact that. The oil companies have now diversified that they're now allowing electric technology, electric vehicle technology. I mean, we it's funny you study the whole Rockefeller, you know, J.D. Rockefeller pretty much destroyed the electric motor industry uh, in order to, you know, in order to mo- monopolize uh the market with with his oil the cheap oil and the fuel and whatever but they got to the point where you know alcohol fuel was cheaper than the petroleum based fuel and rockefeller funded the the temperance movement the uh, prohibition movement to you know go after alcohol cuz people were pretty much fermenting their own fuel for alcohol fuel engines and it was and it was a lot cheaper than um than the gasoline from petroleum and so Rockefeller took that out uh, in there were, you know, in California, for instance, and other places, there was there was a, a electric cars, you know, electric cars, public transportation, electric public transportation all over America. A hundred years ago was was thriving electric city buses. And uh, Rockefeller had one of his stooges in the government uh, there. And they they actually. Uh, took the electric buses and were just destroying them, junk them. You know, so point is that the technology for the electric motor and all this stuff's been around for so long, but it's been squashed by the petroleum industry. And I I think now that they've diversified and, you know, they have some of some uh, uh, some interest in it as well. Like, you know, when people, when pre- people pretty much show, Dave, this is legit and, you know, and all that kind of thing. So they now that they have a share in it, then, you know, you see this kind of stuff, which is pretty cool. But, you know, it takes it takes the uh, big money globalist to kind of open up the door. Isn't that terrible? I mean, just pathetic. Like we can't even have this thing, by the way. I, I've always had a problem with lefty loons kind of cornering the market on 
uh, steward, watch stewardship, right? So taking care of your environment, like that's why people hunt, hunt, hunting is conservation. So being good stewards over God's creation, right, should be conservative thing for lack of a better term. And then we've, but we let the lefties turn it in. They, you, they didn't even care about the environment. They use it as cover, turn it into a religion, and use it to control people. Whereas taking the taking care of the environment, legitimately being good stewards over creation, ought to be uh, a conservative issue. But we turned it loose, and and we let them, you know, we let them take control of that. So you know, uh, some people, some people like all that kind of stuff. Of course, the funny thing about, about the, uh, you know, electric cars, the battery powered cars and things like that, you, you still have to charge them. And, you know, up to this point, it's been coal, coal fired power plants that give the electricity to the batteries. And then, you know, the battery that you have to throw away, that's toxic. I mean, this stuff's crazy anyway. So, as far as that, as far as these lefties virtue signaling about all that stuff, they're not they're not doing anything. But the thing is, when you unleash the technology, then Americans are innovative. I mean, people people across the globe are innovative, but I think Americans especially are very innovative, and they come up they come up with a way to make these things work. If you get out of people's way and you let people who really are concerned, rather than rather than the fake left who wants to use environmentalism as a control mechanism and as a religion and a way to redistribute wealth. If you actually let people who truly are concerned with the environment, you know, legitimately and want to do things smart and want to be good stewards and are, are innovative, then we get the stuff done. We don't need, we don't need the government, you know, we don't need their iron fist around our throats. We don't need the Marxist stooges, uh, who, who, who are the useful idiots for their agenda. We don't need, you know, Antifa trolls trying to tell us what to do, what not to do. Get, get the heck out of the way. People actually care about where they live and let them innovate, let them create. We, we can, we do that. We'll do that. But, you know, government's got to be in there and, and they have to, they have to preach their nonsense so that they can, you know, create the divide and, 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 and uh, pit one against the other. Then they're afraid. Then they they're afraid some entrepreneur will rise up. Right? They don't want to decentralize this stuff. The 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 government in bed with big oil has to have a monopoly on it because they don't want entrepreneurs, you know, honing in on their market. But you you turn the American people loose. We have fuel-efficient vehicles that have plenty of power and don't destroy the planet. Nobody has a problem with that. But what re- we recognize is they're not actually interested in that. That's just that's just fake, fake nonsense to control people. So anyway, Americans are smart. Americans are innovative. Americans can get the job done. Just the Marxists and their cronies get out of the way. No problem. Piece of cake. So there you go. That's the deal. Turn loose entrepreneurship. All right, guys. Appreciate you showing up for the virus-free broadcasting fireside chat about 
I don't know, stream of consciousness, whatever. Just wanted to, um, just wanted to make sure we said hello. Because Chris Ann is working on the legal cases from all over the place with these preachers and all this craziness. And uh, we didn't want to leave you guys hanging out there. So she said, hey, go say hey to the folks and, you know, just tell them stuff that's going on for a little while so that they don't think we abandoned them. So appreciate you guys. Um, appreciate you guys showing up. Thanks for entertaining me for a little bit. And hopefully Chris Ann and I'll both be back tomorrow. Right on. So, sometimes your brain needs a, needs a break. Make sure you take a little time while you're on house arrest to uh, unplug from this stuff. Don't consume th this news and propaganda that's trying to depress you, trying to beat you down, trying to brainwash you. Make sure you take time to unplug from this stuff. Get, you should follow some funny thing on uh, Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Look at something, something, something funny, something light. Take, you need that break. We, we know, we know how to get serious. We know how to get down to business. We know that Patriots know how to, how to throw down. We know that, but you also need to relax from time to time. You need to unplug. Make sure make sure you make part of make unplugging part of the fight. You have to rest. You have to take time to unplug your brain and chill. So, we wanted to remind you of that today and not just pound this nonsense and repeat and regurgitate all this this stuff. No, no, Zach. Part of organizing is taking a break, bro. That's my point. We do need to organize, but you have to make a breather part of your organization. Dude, you can't keep pushing soldiers, pushing soldiers, fight, fight, fight. Go study some World War II battles. That's how they destroyed those soldiers over there, and they kept going, going, going. Man, it blew their mind up. You have to take a break. You have to have a break. I don't care if it's 30 minutes, okay? We're not talking about go sit under the shade and quit the fight. That's not what I'm saying. Make a break part of the fight. You have to do that. Don't forget that. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. If somebody tells you otherwise, they probably really haven't been in the fight. They probably really haven't been in a serious fight, in a sustained fight. So I'm telling you from experience. You got to take a breather as part of the fight. You can be like Kim Jong-un, man. Go buy you a barrel of Twinkies and just chow down for an hour. But you don't want to get bloated like he is, man. Then, then you'll be no good for the fight. So go relax. Get your energy back. Get your mind reset. Get your spirit reset. Listen to some praise and worship. Listen to whatever relaxes you. Plug into something positive. Then you're charged and you can be like Cookie Monster. I'm ready for the fight. Get back in it. All right. Peace out, guys. See you next time.